Hello and welcome to Leading Minds weekly podcast where we interview entrepreneurs on a weekly basis dealing with different topics in and around mental health and how they impact entrepreneurs. Today we've got a very special guest, very, very close friend of mine, John Ogger, CEO of My Free Course. How are you? Not bad at all. Good, Thanks good. for having me on. No problem. And we've also got my man Courtney. How are you doing guys? <laughs> Great to have you on the show, John. Yeah, thank you. So today we're going to be discussing one of the most important parts um, of a business, which is revenue generation and sales. Um, and we're going to talk about different topics um, that contribute and link back to issues that can arise in and around uh, mental health when you're under pressure to generate sales, under pressure to generate revenue, um, can be a really, really tough time. Now, John, your background, um, actually, let's start with when we met. <laughs> so we met um, when we were working for an advertising agency yeah, about 20, 10 years ago. Yeah, 10, 10, 10 years. Over 10 years ago. Um, and now that was a heavy duty sales sales structure in that business. That was one of the most, I guess, intense and challenging sales environments I've ever been in. Um, and I've been in quite a few and I'd probably say it was the most ruthless and fearful sales environment I've ever been yeah, in. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I mean, we saw so many people walk in and out of that door. It was it was crazy. And you know, you, you had people walk in and they were they were um they were really good. Yep. They had the potential to be really good. But because of the pressure that they put on everybody to what do you think? I think it was more in and around management, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think so, because these guys didn't hire salespeople without a proven track record. So every salesperson that came in came from another company. They'd been top salesperson at another company, at a previous company. And they came in thinking that they'd hit the ground running because, you know, they knew sales. Yep. And I guess with the way they were managed, they weren't allowed or able to succeed because of uh, it, it was literally from day one. It was high and fire. It was, you know what? You've got to do X amount within the first week, within the first two weeks, within the first month to justify your seat. And basically, until you do that, you're losing money. So the pressure was on from, from day one. I think it's unfortunate, you know. I mean, a lot of people, when they go into running their own business, you're gonna come. Uh, you're gonna only do it. I said no, no. Actually, about eighty percent of people do it based on something they've done before, right? So, as an example, um, when I was running my uh, digital advertising agency, I know staff of mine that went on and set up their own agencies. Um, so. The journey to get to entrepreneurialism always tends to start somewhere where you turn around and say, right, I could, you know what, I could do this better. Yes. And I, I think, you know, I'm not sure if you guys have read the E-Myth. And they talk about, you know, someone going from um, knowing how to do a specific kind of job. Let's say you're a barista, for instance. Yeah, you know, I know how to make great coffee. And you go from that to saying, actually, I don't want to work for someone. I wanted it for myself. And you think that to run a business is to make great coffee. But that's, it couldn't be further from the truth because yeah. you've got to basically go from being a technician, someone who actually does the, the, the role to being someone who manages, someone who deals with advertising, sales, management, and it's a totally different ballgame yeah, yeah. to uh, being an employee. And you link that back to, um, obviously every single business has to have a sales function. Every single business has to generate revenue. Cash is king, right? Now, if we link that back to our experiences and I've actually been in situations before where you're in such a, a volatile sales environment from the management level down mm. and then to be able to then take that mentality and go off on your own and say actually you know what uh, I've got a sell is there an argument to say that if you've been in that high-paced environment actually sets you it puts you in a in a better um, position when you're going off on your own. There, there is, but there's there's two sides to that, right? There's if you can be self motivated because you know all these environments that we're talking about, they are very high pressure. Very, uh, you've got to be able to drive yourself, be self motivated to succeed in those environments. Now, the first thing you got to do when you start a business is go out and get money. It's it's as simple as that. But one thing I will say and going back to that environment it, it was very very toxic because we you know we saw people who were 
basically in tears because yeah. you know they were fired just before Christmas or they were told that they had to do this in terms of bringing in numbers just before Christmas and how it affected them mentally and their families I, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll never know but I think if you can succeed in that environment yes it does allow you it does give you a step step up um, from driving that initial revenue but it doesn't mean that you are going to have a long-term successful business because it takes more than just the bringing in sales to, to, to have a successful right. business so, so let's 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 just li link it back to, to that experience you were one of the top salespeople in that environment like i mean this guy i'll, was on I'll take it level, i'll take it on another level <laughs> right um really inspirational really inspirational what do you think made you succeed within that environment i i'd probably say it's it was my background so i came from you know i, I moved to uk my parents moved to the uk when i was six years old um and i had trouble adjusting to life in the uk when i was you know very young being bullied and, and so on and so forth but i remember going from my secondary school by the way i, I you know, lived in a council estate i went to probably the worst school in north london which was actually closed down like a year after I'd left. But I left that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I left, I left that school with two GCSEs. And at that point, I, I could see the disappointment, you know, bearing in mind I, I come from an African background and it was always kind of drilled in me. Okay, right, you study hard. You know, my dad had an accounting background. Uh, you study hard, you, you, you get a good job and, and you know, th this would happen. Um, but f in that environment, I wasn't able to, I, I guess succeed if, uh, from an academic point of view, and I left that school with two GCSEs, and I could see the disappointment in my dad's in my dad's face. And from then, from that day, as soon as school finished, I cut off everyone that I knew from that school, apart from one person that I still am in contact with now. I almost kind of reinvented myself and said, "Okay, right, this is what's happened before. I need to change that. I don't want my my dad to be disappointed in me, but at the same time, I know I can do better." So I, I literally went to a sixth form, retook all my GCSEs, and I made you know, lifelong friends that I still have now from that sixth form. Um, and that gave me the knowledge and the belief in myself that, you know what, I could turn any situation around, but I also have to strive to be better or I, I can strive to be more. Um, and I think taking that into the jobs I've had where I've always thought, okay, right, I, I approach it from a very logical point of view. You know, every job I've had, I've gone in and bearing in mind they've mostly been sales jobs. I've gone in and said, okay, right, who's the top guy? What does that top guy have to do to get to where he is? So I'll give you an example. I, I worked in a, uh, a telemarketing company. Um, it was for Carphone Warehouse, but it was for their telesales department. I started off working in a store, built up to working telesales. As soon as I arrived there, I was told that the top guy was earning six figures plus. I was like, what, from the phone? Yeah, he's earning. You know, he had a flash watch. Was driving a, a brand new convertible BMW. I was like, okay, right. This is this is immense. So I literally spent. I think the there was a point where the first three months I was you know I was just doing this, and I thought, look, enough is enough, and I can do better. So I asked my manager, can I have some time out? Because bearing in mind that each day you had to have a certain amount of calls, you had to have a certain amount of time on the phone, sales, selling insurance, selling uh, tele telecoms, and so on and so forth. I actually asked, can I have some time out to see, to sit with the top 10 salespeople in this environment? And, you know, he agreed. And I sat down and what I realized was, yes, these people had perfected their, their sales pitches, their, their core skills, but actually they were no different. What they were very good at was time management. So they would sit in and say, okay, right, as soon as I get in, I'm going to prepare. After I prepare, this hour, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to, and they'd mark it down each hour. Not always physically, but subconsciously. So I just looked at it and said, okay, right, well, for me to be in the top 10, I need to do this many sales. This many sales means I need to be on the phone for this amount of time, this many times a, a, a month, a week, a day, an hour. So I'd get in an hour early, I'd prepare, and while I saw, you know, my teams, I think this was a sales floor of maybe 120 people. Um, and you'd be in pods of seven or eight. Um, so everyone would get there, they'd start talking, start you know uh, uh, having jokes and all, all the rest of it. I, I just took it as serious as possible and just said, okay, right, if I just break it down and I do what I need to do each hour and not go for my break until I've done what I need to do, by the end of the week, my figures will look great. By the end of the month, I could be there. Within, I think it was like two and a half months, I was number two. 
and I stayed consistently in the top in the top <clears throat> ten for I think two and a half years. Wow! But all I did was just break it down and just be disciplined. Underst I understood what I wanted to do, what I wanted to achieve, and how to achieve it. And the discipline kind of came in. So I've taken that into every job or career that I've had kind of since. And that, that's what happened with um, the sales environment where we, where we met. Exactly so, the same process. So preparation is key, isn't it? Preparation, preparation is key. Um, being, understanding what your goals are, understanding where you want to go and how to get there. And, and it also comes down to if you can see that other people have achieved that, you've got a blueprint. What what do you think then are the external factors? So 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 we could all I mean Courtney I know you you're really regimented when it comes to your business <clears throat> and on a daily basis you know exactly what you're going to do right. Um, but what are the, the we can only prepare as much as individuals. What do you think are the external factors that can potentially knock you off the tr off off your 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 track your road? Um, even if even even if you're you're properly prepared for everything, going by what both of you said so far, it's interesting because I think success leaves clues. Well, not think success does leave clues, and John's already gone into so many things that I I would have said. Oh, yeah, and I, as you were saying, I was like, I was going to say that, I was going to say that. But I think what I have noticed in your journey, your journey, my my journey, and other mentors that I've had is that. The, the people that I have met that are the most successful have endured a lot of hardship from quite an early age, whether it be from yours essentially from birth, from, from, from where you were born and then coming over to here. It, you have to kind of, um, David Goggins said it, you have to um, callous your mind from external factors. Um, it's hard to do that. It's very hard to do that. And, and, and like John said, when you understand what you want and where you want to go, and what is required of that, you, you're you gonna do it regardless. It doesn't mean it's gonna be easy, you know? There might be some tears, you know? There's there's days where you're like, I don't wanna do this anymore. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's about having that discipline, that structure and be like, no, I'm not, I'm doing this for a reason, I'm doing it for a purpose. Doing X, Y, and Z is going to get me here. Um, and leading back to what you said earlier about um, asking people for help to know so you you invested your time into those top 10 salespeople and they gave you the knowledge the tools the support um uh and the roadmap i guess for you to be top 10 uh for for the for the rest of your time there and, and hence why you are in the position today it's uh it's yeah it's interesting i i think and i don't know if you guys agree with this i think i think what you've touched on with regards to preparation and your own mental preparation going into a sales environment or having to generate revenue, um, there are always going to be external factors that are going to contribute. As how we manage and deal with those external factors that allow us then to progress forward. If we're, look, if people have come from a background where they've worked for somebody else, those external factors are really, really easily identifiable. What's it going to be? It's going to be your, your working environment, the working culture, management, uh, company structure, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> now, when you come out of that, and you're an entrepreneur, you're working for yourself, you'd be naive to think that there's not gonna be any external factors that aren't gonna affect mm -hmm. you. And it's how you deal with those external factors. That could be anything from family problems and issues, because you're still a father, a mother, you know, et cetera, et cetera, to, you know, the economic environment. I mean, look over the last 12 months with COVID, who would have thought you could prepare as much as you want because you but you could never foresee that no. and the mental challenges on a regular basis on a daily basis to be able to overcome those external factors and stay on the on your path what you've prepared is probably more difficult now than it ever has been i i, I would agree with that um i'd also say that one of the biggest shifts from being uh, an employee to self-employed is that that self-starting ability now when i look back at the scenarios of you know when i was in um that sales sales environment i mentioned earlier on you know i was trying to a get to a point where i could you know i'd finish university um i had just had a business which basically folded um because we couldn't support ourselves 
And I, yeah, I remember times when I'd wake up in the middle of the night thinking, did I send that, that invoice off? Because if I didn't send it off, um, I'm going to get paid. And if I don't get paid, I've only got two weeks worth of money money in the bank. Yeah, but common, common, it, common problem. It, yeah. it, you know, it was just really, really stressful times. But going to where we met, I just got married to, to Becky and we were about to have a, a child. And it got to the point where she was like, look, this business isn't working, go and get a job. And to be fair, I, I tried my hardest and I, I couldn't really disagree with her. So I had an external uh, a reason, a, a strong external reason to put everything into you know, that, that role. But what you wouldn't hear is that two months in, being battered by managers, being called, where are you, what are you doing? You know, like, what have you done this week? What have you done last, next week? The pressure was just immense. I remember sitting in a, just before I went into a, a meeting, sat in my car, just thinking, what on earth am I doing? Like, is this really worth it? Is like, I, I, I can't, I can't do this. It's, and having to almost build yourself up on a daily basis to go out and do the same thing over and over again, it's, it's taxing. So, so, so coming back to your current business, right? My free course, what is the difference between what you experienced there and mm -hmm. what, the way you're doing things now? Because what you've just explained is exactly the same, no? Well, I guess, I guess what's, what's different is that, depending on who you are in terms of sales, one of the biggest motivators, apart from your external motivators where, you know, or, or things that are going on in your life or reasons why you need to earn money or feed your family or whatever it is, apart from that, in a sales environment, as you well know, one of the things is wanting to be the best or wanting to prove yourself amongst your peers and having that camaraderie and having that, okay, right, you're in a team, we're gonna do something together. Um, and that is a big, big drive apart from just the money. Because if you focus just on the money, it will only get you so far. But focusing on those, those additional things that I've mentioned, like will help you. What's even harder is now going to a place where you've got teammates or business partners, like I, like I had you know before before COVID in last year, um, going to a place where you haven't got people around you that are necessarily pushing you in that in that same kind of direction, and you're having to be a more of a self starter. That's where you kind of lean on friends or, or, or people that understand the process you're going through, other entrepreneurs, other business owners like, like yourselves. We've, yeah. we've had many a conversation yeah, about yeah. Uh, uh, business and, and, and how you kind of get there. Do you know, it, it, the funny thing is, right, when, when you're actually in that environment, when you're working for someone else, you know, before you kind of take that step, you kind of think that's it. That bubble that you're in that's so that's all there is. I mean, you talking about sitting in your car and thinking, oh God, I can't do this. It's, it's interesting why we don't feel we can't just walk away from that toxic environment. What that's is it point. that keeps I, us I think in we're conditioned. I think we're conditioned from, from school. Yeah. Go to school, go to secondary school, get your GCSEs, go to college, then go to university, then get your job in whatever degree, you know, because it's always a perfect yeah. world and you'll get the job yeah, that you've yeah. done your degree in. Um, get a house, wife kids marry that that's it there's i don't i don't ever i didn't even hear the word entrepreneur in primary no. and secondary school no it just don't didn't exist it, no, didn't, it exist. didn't exist no. it didn't exist but here's it, the funny no. thing if you if you ask most entrepreneurs there'll be a point in their life where they started their entrepreneurial journey way before they even considered themselves an entrepreneur or a business owner we touched right? on this last I, I literally i i, I was <laughs> just about to say this so yeah. mine was like you said about sitting in your car the last office job I did, I was really good at it, but it was the the, the environment was toxic, horrible. Uh, start like management is just terrible, and I remember I was living on my own. Don't get me wrong; there were other external factors which made my life um, and my mindset definitely not the healthiest it could have been. But the job was probably the main catalyst. And I remember I went home once, a fully grown man, and I was uh, in a house share, and I went into my room, and I was uh, I remember I was obsessed with the the program then. And I was, uh, I was watching it and I just burst into tears yeah. on my own. And I was like, what is going on, man? This is not you. I don't, I don't cry. Not because I, it's, it's, I think it's healthy to cry, but like this, this isn't you. And, and I guess that was my decision from then because I, I thought, right, I'm going to go to Texas. I'm going to go see my dad for a month and I'm coming back and I'm getting my personal training qualifications. And then I'm not looking back. And here we are. That's it. That's it. I mean, you know, 
everything we're talking about right now is going to resonate with people. And it's surprising yeah. that the three of us are sitting here, right? <clears throat> and we've all worked in toxic environments that yep. have that have contributed to where we've end, we've where we've ended up. Yeah, you know. Um, and and look, I mean, weighing it up when you when you move when you step out there and you turn around and say, right, you know what, I'm going to now run my own business. I, I I think there's a large percentage of people that do that off the back of some kind of trauma. I think I think negativity pushes you on, can be a driver, but ultimately it comes down to how you manage it or how you look at it, right? So I, I want to say that I think it there's 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 necessary trauma that you'll need in order for you to succeed in in a that's, certain that's area of life. That's very true. That's very true. And yeah. some people won't like to hear that. And trauma is different for everyone. I think our experience is we, we've had quite severe trauma, you know, and would, do I regret anything that's happened to me? We can't, you, you can't live your life on hypotheticals, but um, someone ha might have had a lovely life and they've given a, given a load of chunk of money to start a business and they start a business and they're gonna experience some, some trauma. You know, it might not be as severe as ours. However, I would like to think that it would help that person grow and persevere through it in order for them to continue being successful. Do you know what's interesting is where we used to work, um, where we met, sorry, I can think of so many people that have come out of that environment and what have they done, John? They've gone up and they've gone off and they've set up their own businesses yeah. and they've set up really, really successful businesses. I, I can count about 12. Yeah, exactly, right? And and that was, I mean, it's hard, it's, it's kind of, not, I, I mean, look, we're not berating anything. We're just talking about working environments, right? So it, it was a very toxic environment. And then to see friends, colleagues really thrive <clears throat> on their own, once they've come out of that and and I, I don't think trauma is the wrong word to use especially in that environment mm. it's cutthroat mm -hmm. you know but do you not think that in a way that environment kind of prepared you for entrepreneurial journey because you know you were in this environment you were given a certain amount of freedom once you proved yourself and brought in a certain amount of revenue you were almost told okay right well this is what we offer this is what we do um, to a certain degree, now go out there and find business. And if you think about the churn rate, the churn rate was ridiculous. So I started off on a boot camp, and I think there were something like 15 people in the boot camp. Um, by the time I'd reached my, I think eight months, there was only two people left. So, and I'd, I'd probably say two or three of those went in the first two weeks. Yeah, there's the I, same situation with me. I, I was the only one left out of nine. You know, it was it was pretty, it was really cutthroat. <clears throat> but again, I, I, I was asked this question earlier on, right? How does that environment contribute to you in a positive manner when you're going off on your own? Because case in point, 12 people you said you yep. can count off the top of my head, and I'm sure there's more than that, are running very, very successful businesses off the back of that. I, I think the resilience that it taught you if you're going to take anything out, out of it, which, which, which I will, I, I think for me overall, it was a positive environment, or sorry, positive um, situation in, eventually once I'd gone, gone over the, the kind of hurdles. But it's interesting, we had a conversation the other day and we, we talked about, the, uh, about how sales and the conditioning of sales impacts yeah. your personal life and yeah. the way you kind of view things and yeah. almost never been satisfied That's because right. you're, uh, anyone who's been in a, long-term sales career will kind of resonate with this because you're constantly told, okay, right, your last day, week, month, doesn't matter. It's what you've done now. Well, it's, it's not even that. I mean, it's to the extreme where you, you, you do a sale and you sit there, yeah, great, well done, this, that, and the other. The Ten one? minutes later, the where's one? the next one? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so we were talking about this yesterday, right? Um, and I, we, were, we were saying basically, you don't realize especially when you've got a sales background and you've, you've, you've been in sales majority of your life, um, you're actually subconsciously conditioning yourself to never ever be satisfied with anything. Right. And you can't sit back and enjoy the fact that you've just done this deal. It could be the biggest deal you've ever done. It will last about five, 10 minutes and then, okay, what's next? Do you know what I mean? I mean, you gave a really good example of your own personal situation at the moment, right? Where you've bought a house and 
Yes. Yeah, so, you know, so last year, my, my goal was, okay, right, it's, uh, this was before COVID hit. Okay, right, can I, at the end of the year, get to a point, and I think lots of people go through this quite often, where you kind of reassess what's going on. And carry, you know, and a lot, in fact, you know, most people, they, they might set goals and say, okay, right, I want to do this this year. Um, and you write it down and you, and you kind of put it away. You look at it regularly if, you, if you're someone like myself. And you, you know, last year, I think I said to myself, okay, right, I want to buy a house for my family, the driveway, I want a gym, I want this, this, that, the other. Um, and what was it, six months ago, I did just that. And you, you, know, you said to me, oh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's great. And I, I don't know, you just kind of, it, it, you, it washes over you. You kind of like, okay, right, it's done. What? But it's not the. Yeah, could it be a bigger house? Yeah, you know, could I have more of this? I, and You're not, instantly thinking about the next. Yeah, without, the next without looking back, and actually saying, yeah. cause if I look back and I look at what I wrote, I did exactly what I said. Yeah. But it still hasn't caught up with me, and and I'm still I'm I'm kind of forward living or forward thinking as to say, okay, right, I'm thinking of the next thing, yeah. but not appreciating the now. Yeah, mm. not yeah, exactly. It's it's interesting as well because. Even though you're saying that, I, I, my, in my opinion, I don't look at that as you being ungrateful. I just think you, you're just underappreciating it. You know, I, I think it leads <clears throat> back to conditioning, right? Conditioning not of not being able to appreciate the now, mm -hmm. and 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 that is so important on so many levels because, putting cells to one side in life, we're either regretting what we've done and I'm talking from negative mindset only, we're regretting what we've done or we're anxious about what is about to yeah. happen. What about now? It's about being present, isn't it's it? It's about being present and, and being able to turn around and say, do you know what, in your example, wow, I, I've literally just achieved my goals. Let me give myself a couple of weeks to enjoy mm. what I've got here. But because of the background, I mean, even me saying it, a couple of weeks. Well, hold on a minute. That's a couple of weeks. I think of it from an like from an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, we have to blow our own trumpet. Yeah. Who else is going to blow yeah, it? Yeah. Okay, our partners. You yeah. know, when I make a sale, I'll go yeah. down. If Becky's home, I'll go downstairs and we high five. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And and she she says well done. And when she's not there, uh, I'm like I'm, I might message her or I'm like okay cool right, next one. You know, it's just like. No, you you just done something really good. You've yeah. just provided more um, support for your family yeah. and and for yourself. Yeah. You know, the, absolutely. Bef before we started, me and Courtney, we were having a conversation, and we were talking about you know last year and the pandemic and stuff. And I said, one of the calmest my mind has been because my my mind races you know, a million miles an hour. And I watched your your, your intro, and you you, know, you talked about um, your thoughts have a thousand thoughts. They have a thousand thoughts, and it just goes on and on. Yeah. And you and you overanalyze. Over every single yeah. kind of aspect. And one of the most calming things I did last year was you know, lean up to my son's birthday, was I decided to draw a mural. So when I was younger, to channel my energy and, you know, um, and to, I guess, keep me grounded, I got into art and that was something that was, I was really passionate about and I still do you know, some drawings now. And it just kind of makes me focus and everything kind of stops and I'm just focused on what I'm doing right now. And I, I took time out to draw a mural for my, my son who's, um, a big Star Wars fan. So this thing's like six foot by, by five by five foot. Wow. It's massive. It took me yeah. a couple of weeks to do painting it and so on and so forth. But in that moment, in the moments of doing that, was the calmest I'd been for years. Do you think that's because when you were doing that before, it was linked, it links back to feelings and memories before you went into your working environment. So that almost becomes your release because it, Again, it's conditioning to a certain degree, isn't it, right? We're, we're all uh, uh, products of our environment, right? And if you've spent 20 years in selling and you've conditioned yourself never to be satisfied, but then you can do something that takes you back to before that period, it allows you then to have that space and that mindset. I, I never thought about it that way, but that's, that's actually a very good point. Because, look, we're, I mean, we're talking about conditioning a lot, right? Um, and... You know, from 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 my perspective, I, I think some of the some of the our outlooks on life. We do you ever we, we don't ever sit there and think, why do I think like this about a particular situation? We just go with the emotion, right? And that emotion tends to lead to something in the future. It never links back to something now. Again, going back to gratitude and being able to, like you said, right. Um, being able to appreciate what we've got 
at that moment in time, we kind of need to recondition ourselves or reframe, reframe our minds to say, well, okay, look, as an entrepreneur, you know, without money, without revenue, without sales, your business isn't going to function. Mm. That's a fact. We, we know that, right? But I think even in a situation where, and I've been in these situations where even that bringing that sale in doesn't plug the hole in the bucket yep. because the bills are still to pay and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with sitting there and saying, well, actually, look, I've taken a product to market off my own back and somebody's bought it. <laughs> that's a, I mean, I don't know. That's a massive thing, no? I mean, you know, you've, you've kind huge. of done that off your own back. Um, here's the funny thing, because we, we both worked with SMEs for a number of years, right? And when I've seen an SME and a, a small business owner and they are not, not, not failing or struggling, it's because the way around they've done it is they've looked at it and said, okay, right, I'm just going to create this best product yeah. that, we, that anyone's ever seen, not get feedback on it, and then go out there and do basically trying to sell something that no one wants, yeah. right? Whereas thinking the other way around and saying, okay, right, can I sell the concept or can I sell a light version of this before I pour everything into it? But it's done the other way around. It doesn't yeah. make any yeah, doesn't absolutely, make sense. Absolutely right. But, but then, you know, any entrepreneur starting off in their journey can't be successful without passion. You must have passion. Now, unfortunately, there are people passionate about products and services that they've created that necessarily won't do that great in, um, in, in any market. And I think, again, it comes down to reframing and being able to sit there and think, actually, no, let me think about this the way that you've just said it, John, right? Is, is this product gonna add value to the market? Right, that's the first thing. And when it comes to sell, sales, I might be right or right, right or wrong, it comes down to two things. People buy people. That's the first element. People always buy people before they buy the, buy the product. The second thing is taking a product to market, if you don't firmly believe in it and you're not, you're not passionate about it and that passion doesn't come across, you're not gonna sell anything. It doesn't matter. You could have the best product ever. You're not gonna sell it if you're not passionate about it. Um, so it comes back to, you know, Number one, do I really believe or do I really know that this product is going to make a difference or this service is going to make a difference in the first instance and being able to then have full faith in the fact that that's going to happen. But then if you're in a position where you're not selling and you're struggling with, with selling your product, what are the steps that you take? What, what's the first step that you take to be able to then say, actually, you know what, this is my problem. My problem is not necessarily me, it's my product or my service that I'm taking to market. But what, jo what John said straight away is, uh, for, for me, is a thing that will not solve the issue completely, but fix a lot of it, is getting that feedback. Yeah. Having the humility to be like, guys, is this any good? It's not really, mate this could work, this could change, you could change this, you could change this. Oh, okay, thank you so much. I'm gonna go away and I'm gonna improve this product. I'm gonna come back and you guys give me feedback again. Six months later, they come back. It's awesome, man. Yeah. Go and sell it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's something that, in especially in my industry, people people don't do enough. Um, you, I mean, not necessarily, I mean, we can give feedback forms and whatnot. You, you, you're gonna know whether you're very good at coaching people or not very, very quickly. Um, by the results that you get um, physically and by how much or how little business you do have. Um, but what you said about the passion, I think that's, I'm going to say for me, it's, it is going to be the most important thing because I was on a consultation the other day with a client. I'd literally been speaking to her. Um, I did a, did a poll on a story. She voted, DM'd her, and we had a bit of rapport. Really, really nice girl. I had quite a few things in common. And I said, I think you should jump on a consultation with me. She's like, yeah, I, I should. We jumped on the call. I, first time I've been doing this 10 years now, I nearly cried on the consultation from what this woman was telling me. And her, her background. Her, her background. Like, like, and the words that were coming out of herself and how she thought about herself. And I was like, this is heartbreaking, man. Was, if my daughter was saying these things about her, I'd, I'd be broken. I was like, I need to help this woman. And I, I didn't tell her straight away. But I, I told her a couple, a couple of days after, I was like, you nearly made me cry, man. And then um, we had, had loads of communication um, a few days up until her first week started. And just the, the me really being really responsive to her and just having that genuine 
um, passion. passion. Yeah. She was like, I just want to, she's like, you've already helped me so much in these last couple of days. I want to thank you so much. She's like, I'm so excited for this journey to start. Yeah. And, and she's, she's two weeks in doing amazing. Because no matter what product and service you sell, if that passion doesn't, if, 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 if that passion doesn't come out of you um, and it doesn't resonate, you're not going to be able to achieve anything or, or move forward. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we've, we've covered a, a, a few things with regards to conditioning, with regards to passion. Ultimately, the way I see this is if you have a product and you're in a situation where you are struggling to sell, right? I think the first thing is to always constantly reassess your products and services, even if you're doing really, really well. I mean, I know that kind of contradicts a bit what we're saying about being satisfied with everything. But ultimately, if you have a product and service that you're extremely passionate about and it's constantly evolving and your passion is constantly evolving, your trajectory is going to be like this naturally. It's about why would you not want to improve? Exactly. Exactly. Right. So there's going to be people out there that are struggling with generating revenue, that are struggling with uh, generating sales. That links back to creating poor mental health because you're in an environment where you might be sitting there thinking, I don't know what to do. How do I get out of this? If you actually think about it, you're conditioned to link money to your self-worth to a business. Yes. Which is which is crazy and to, and to, to success. Yeah. So if you're not selling and you're not bringing in revenue and earning money, then actually you're not very successful. Yeah. Um, and you're seeing other people who are being in effect lauded for earning money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is which is in a real society, you know, it, it's something that everyone would agree that it's, it's not the right way to be. Yeah. But that's what a sales environment is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you then take that and you put it in an environment where you're working for yourself. And I guess, or, or working in, in a partnership, I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. You know, I, I was working with, you know, two friends um, and I was the main sales guy within the business. Now, again, if I wasn't bringing in revenue, I looked at it as in, it's not just a reflection on me. It's, a, you know, I've got my family to support, but I've also got two other families and you know, the, the, the guy that we hired, yeah. uh, there's other families to, to support. And you start questioning yourself, maybe it's me, maybe I'm a failure, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not good enough to, to um, be, in the, be in the business because I can't, bring in, um, I can't bring in the revenue. And you tie almost your worth within the business to, and it goes back to the, the sales environment. You tie your worth, worth to the business in your ability to generate revenue versus what else you bring to the business as a whole. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, because it, it's kind of that, what do you call it? Tunnel, tunnel, tunnel syndrome, vision. Tunnel right? vision. Is you've got your role in, so, so this is interesting. So you've obviously gone into a business. In that business, your responsibility is then revenue, right? It falls on your shoulders. Lifeblood of a business is, is revenue. A business doesn't function without it. However, your attributes go beyond that. But it's funny how then you kind of put yourself in that situation, took on that burden of responsibility. Um, how did that affect you? Uh, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's my mental health was probably one of the lowest it, it had been um, probably since we started uh, you know, that, that, that sales career 10, 11 years ago. Um, because like I said, I, I, I put the burden of pressure on myself, but I also couldn't show that weakness to my business partners. Because I felt that if I showed that weakness, that either they would think I you know, wasn't good enough or, or you know, I'd kind of um, make it worse for myself to say that, that, do you know what, it's true. If I believe that rightly or wrongly and they believe it, then I'm no good. Did you, did you feel the need to have a conversation about that? No. To a certain extent, yes and, and, and no, because I didn't want, you almost don't want people to think less of you. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of carry on I, and in sales, I, and I'm not sure if you're the same, but you know, you would have listened to lots of you know, sales gurus and you know, uh, you've got to grind, you've got to yeah. you know, keep pushing and, yeah. and, and you know, work while, while others sleep and that kind of stuff. And yeah. you kind of buy into that uh, to the point where, you know, I'm struggling to get up each morning to self-motivate myself and to get on the phone to my business partners and to other people around me to say, okay, right, I'm on it and I'm ready to do this. When inside I'm like, yeah. I, I, I. 
So I'm those, struggling. those feelings, that feeling of um, negativity and affecting your mental health and stuff like that, would you say that they were in that situation only rooted within the fact that you weren't able to generate revenue for whatever reason? Um, or do you think they were? there's a deeper rooted issue um, that could affect people in that same situation? I think a bit of both, because when I say I wasn't able to generate revenue, I was, but not yeah, enough. I'm not saying you're a total failure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but not enough in my head. Mm. You know, because it's, it's never enough, right? It's yeah, just yeah. like, okay, right, yeah. I, I've done this, but I should have done more. It, it should be more. I should be bringing in more money. Like, why, why aren't, I, why aren't I, I, I doing it? To the point where I think there were, there were times when it was internally, I, I, I felt, okay, right, maybe I'm not motivated enough. Maybe I need to pick myself up even more. And you know, I never did tell anyone this, but I went to, it started off with, okay, right, do I go and get help? Do I seek help? Um, and I thought the first port of call, let me go and see an NLP practitioner. Yeah. Because maybe it's a case of that, like I'm not telling myself the right things. And if I just get some NLP, that would make me feel better. I, I, I saw an NLP practitioner for three months, every Wednesday. And I wouldn't tell the other guys, I'd say I, I, I was going for physio. Yeah. So I wouldn't tell anyone. And, you know, my wife was very kind of supportive and just, look, you know, if this is what you want to do, see how it goes. Um, did it help me? Not really, to be honest with you, because, you know, I, I told myself that yeah, these things that I was, I was being taught, but the burning thing inside me that was telling me that I wasn't enough was still there and it was getting louder and louder and louder. Do you think, do you think being in that situation, do you think therapy is something that could have helped you get over it and we discussed this uh, last week where therapy I, I said it last week is almost a swear word right it's dressed up in different different things coaching etc etc do you think let's use the word coaching do you think coaching would have helped you and, and, I, and also sorry mate also do you think coaching would have helped you and do you think that ego can get in the way of being of going and asking for help well look Luckily for me, eventually, I, I did seek out a therapist. Um, I think it got to the point where you know, my wife was, I was almost using my wife and my, my friends as sounding boards. And eventually it was like, that must get tiring for them mm. because it, and it wasn't fair in them. So I, I did actually go and see a therapist in the end. But yeah, there is, a certain, there is a certain amount of ego. If you think, you know, I've been relatively successful in terms of the sales environment, um, so when I'd go into a sales floor, I, I'd be used to being one of the top guys. So you kind of think, okay, right, well, yeah. I've done this before. Yeah, I, yeah. I should be able to do this. You know, what, what's wrong? Why, why, why can't I do this? But you're, you're taking yourself away from an environment where you've got someone to directly compare yourself to in, in, in a sales yeah. environment to you on your own. Yeah. You're potentially the only one in that function within your business or the main function within that, within that business as a startup. Um, how do you who do you compare yourself to? How, how do you compare? Okay, right, how much revenue should I be bringing in apart from what the business sets out as a business goal to say? Okay, right, we want to do X amount, and if we're not hitting that, then whose fault is that? Is that the product? Is that yourself? Yeah, I think the dynamic is very different when you have that responsibility within a partnership, um, as opposed to on your own. And yes. I'd go as far to say that when you're on your own, it's a lot easier to overcome your challenges with the right mindset than it is in a partnership because yes you can potentially lean on your partners but as you've just proven I think on a regular basis you're always questioning am I bringing enough to the table because it is a responsibility you have a responsibility and, and don't get me wrong this isn't to say that my partners weren't supportive my partners were very supportive my partners you know would tell me look don't worry you, you're doing great and but you you take it and, and it comes down to your um i was gonna say your, your mental health but it, it's what's inside you eating away telling you you're you're not good enough yeah but that's not just that doesn't just uh, relate to kind of sales it kind of creeps into other areas of your life yeah. and it can be a, a downward spiral and i i listened to something that you, i think i think you said about it's not just you know uh, improving your mental health it's your physical fitness, it's your diet, they're all interlinked. So I was, I was gonna mention this when, when <clears throat> a few minutes ago, and I, and I wanted to ask you, like, when you were um, at your worst, 
what what habits were you doing? What habits weren't you doing? Were you eating quite well? Were you getting enough sleep? Were you training? Were you was there other areas of your life that just for an hour or half an hour a day would give give you a bit of peace and give you a bit of clarity and be like, calm down, John. Let's look at the situation for what it is. But also as well, what I've what I've noticed is that we're always going to have these expectations of ourselves, but also allowing accepting the emotions that you're having. It's almost like you didn't want to accept the way you were feeling because of your performance. You were more you were more bothered about how you were performing at work rather than uh, addressing the feelings that you're feeling right now. Why why am I actually feeling like this? Because you say it's because I'm I'm not bringing in um a, a, enough money and you you think your partners might say this, but then you say that they were very supportive. So it's like, well hold on, is it them? Is it the money or is it actually me? And it's like, it's actually me. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It, it's never anything to do with the external factors, right? It's the external factors can contribute, but it's how you perceive those external factors. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, going back to what what, what you said, it's at the time it, it it's a snowball, right? You're starting to feel not so great about yourself, or you're starting to doubt yourself, or have negative thoughts. Then all of a sudden, you're not sleeping as well. Because you're not sleeping as well, you're eating badly, you're not exercising, and it all kind of like snowballs on top of each other. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, external factors will contribute, and I totally agree. It ultimately comes down to how we handle those external factors. We touched on this earlier on as well, right? Where, you know, uh, working, working for someone and working for yourself, there will always be external factors at play. Right. We talked about preparation, preparing yourself, knowing exactly what you're going to do. But you're still going to hold. You're still going to come across these hurdles, and you're still going to come across situations that you may not necessarily have the tools and skills to be able to say, "I, I can overcome this straight away." But the challenge is always within yourself. It's always going to be within yourself. You're the one that is the only person that's going to be able to take that step. And say, right, okay, you know what? My situation here, my problem here is that I'm not generating enough revenue. Okay, why am I not generating enough revenue? Is it my mindset? You know, is it my environment? Is it really external factors that I can't control? Is it my product? Is it the service that I'm selling? Do you know what? There's so many different factors. But like you just touched on, we become so internalized about the issue that we don't necessarily try and step out of that to say well okay let me just analyze this situation because it's head down i'm responsible for revenue what you actually think is you know what if i only work harder that's right it, it will that, fix that's it that's right i'm not going to stop and actually look at the actual real underlying issue i'm yeah. just gonna do you know what it's head down yeah get stronger and just just push on yeah, that's it but if you carry on doing the same thing over and over again you're, <laughs> you're gonna get, get the same, the same result. result one one thing i is my go-to um perspective changer or hopeful perspective changer to all clients when they start a journey with me um i, I do say to them i was like will your environment inhibit you or will it assist you in achieving what we're trying to achieve um but i i use death so we're all gonna die uh, people in your family are going to die. You're going to die one day. Um, and let's say a, a death row inmate, they know, then they, they know what day they're going to go, right? Do you think them knowing that day is going to help them any more prepare for that day? No, not, I wouldn't think so. Oh, here's your last meal, John. Yeah, what do you want? Do you want yeah. that steak and lobster? You, you're not. That's going to be the last thing on your mind. You're like, oh my God, my, my life's going to be taken today. And it's how we deal with those situations. I had a one of my best friends um first time i coached him um 12 week transformation the lot this two weeks before he finished his um nan passed away and um in his arms and he he looked amazing he looked incredible two weeks left um and he came to me <clears throat> we were just just us two i remember we was we was up um was in the like the studio at the gym i worked at and i just gave him a hug we we spoke about it and I'm like, what are you going to do? And I was like, you can, I was like, look how hard you've worked. And th he didn't come to me from an, uh, for an aesthetic goal. There was lots going on in, in, his, in his mental health, which needed addressing. And that was the most important thing which we were working on. The physique is a byproduct. And I was like, you've worked incredibly hard, mate. You are a different person now. I was like, your nan 
is, is not coming back now. So if you go and undo all this hard work, you're feeling shit, right? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna make yourself feel even worse by throwing everything down down the drain and um, letting your mental health and again your physical health deteriorate rapidly over a situation which you now can't control. You're controlling so many incredible variables right now which are making you a healthier and happier person. I think we stick with that, right? Yeah. And he did. Yeah. Um, and looked amazing. We did whatever did a photo shoot. He's all over my Instagram and. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, look. I mean, you know, different types of trauma are gonna hit us some with a lot more severity than others um as an entrepreneur and one of the reasons why we set up leading minds is to be able to provide that support network for people that do go through those that that trauma because predominantly you're on your own you're, you're on your own you're going to deal with these issues on your own you know you're providing your staff with support you're providing your staff with a hr department they're able to reach out right but when it comes down to you and yourself, you need to ensure that you're, you can be as productive as possible and be able to address these traumas. And it comes down to taking that first step. We've touched on it today where it's like, you know, take a step back, assess the criteria that are in front of you that are contributing to potential lack of revenue, potential sales, whatever, whatever. Um, and reframe make changes to move forward a lot of people are afraid of change you know especially um when you've set something up and you sit there and you think right this is brilliant oh it's not selling right and you kind of sit there and think if i change it i failed my original plan but that's not the case. It's an evolution of the product, evolution of the service, evolution of the business. And the, and the, and the funny thing is, when you, you know, I thought about this on the train on the way to you, um, when you actually see someone who's in great shape, you're not seeing the end result. That's right. You're seeing the journey. Yeah, that's right. You're seeing the iteration of, yeah. of, of their physical fitness and, and physical development. But we don't look at, I don't know, you know, they say business sales sometimes in, in that way. It, it's it's a journey. Yeah, it's it's a journey. And, and we don't necessarily see the journeys of people and how they've got there. And yeah. I think, you know, for me, the, the biggest thing is, is for people to understand that whatever they're going through, they're not the only ones that have ever been through it. And that there's ways and means to get over it. I mean, today we were we, we wanted to touch on the subject of sales and revenue generation and stuff like that. And, and we could have actually sat here and talked about, you know, different strategies to sell and different ways to sell and, you know, this, that and the other. And, and not blowing our own trumpet. Me and him with it between us have got enough experience to turn around <laughs> and say, right, this is what you can do. But this is not what it's about. What it's about is... You're going to come across situations in your business where you're going to struggle to uh, hit revenue targets and hit sales targets. And it's about having the skills and the tools and the knowledge to be able to turn around and know what to do at that point. Well, you know? this, 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 this whole talk has not been to make anyone who's a salesperson who's going to watch this a better salesperson. No. This podcast is is going to hopefully give you the knowledge um, to be able to deal when you are not doing so well and be like, what can I do for myself um, to ensure my mindset is is uh, is where it needs to be yeah. in order for me to be able to just deal with this situation and, and not uh, not be happy, but accept the situation for what it is and all you can do is, is, is look to improve. That's it. Adapt, adjust, evolve. That's what you need to be looking at when you're in those situations. And equally, on the flip side of that, when you are generating revenue, and again, I, I'll, I'll, I'll describe it again, right? You've created a product or service off your own back and you've taken it to market and somebody's bought it, <coughs> right? I mean, that's amazing. But you're going to be sitting there thinking, right, where's the next one? Where's the next one? Where's the next one? Conditioning, right? Lifetime conditioning. Well, actually take a second, step back and just look at it for what it truly is. Somebody has felt confident enough in your ability and your passion has resonated to such an extent that they want to pay you for this. They want to pay you for the, for your services or your product. 
and and we've got to kind of get back into this whole situation of actually, do you know what? I I I've done something. I've achieved something when something that's happened, and to enjoy that moment. And again, you know, living in the moment, in the present, and having gratitude for where we are right now in our lives is very important. And if we're going through negative situations and we're feeling um, that, you know, life is a struggle as an entrepreneur, then take the step. The resources are there to be to take the step. And, and I read something the other day, right? We don't have to be in a crisis to reach out and take that step. People think that they have to get to an extreme to be able to seek help and, and, and look for, um, you know, therapists, training, to work on their physical fitness. Well, actually, if you feel you're struggling and it's just starting, isn't that the best time to, apart from prevention, to, to, the, to reach out and say, well, okay, look, you know what? I've got this issue here. Let me see if I can find some help some some resource that's going to allow me to overcome that because there will there will always be someone that's been through that situation you know and i think that's equal that's 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 so important so okay assess your losses step back you know adapt adjust and evolve your wins enjoyed them you've achieved something you know what i mean yeah I mean, where where you are right now, obviously, off the off the back of, you know, being in that situation with um, your business partners and having taking on that burden of responsibility that affected you. I know that affected you a lot um, mentally. You're now running like a, a massively successful business, um, which you've just started over the last few months. You're seeing results off the back of it. You've taken it to market. You've sold it. Somebody's bought it. Yeah. But funny enough, I actually took my own advice and I actually sold it and and had the revenue there before I had the actual business itself. And in fact, yeah. it was a condition of getting the final order that I had the business. So I, I literally, within the space of 24 hours, had to set up the business, get up the business insurance and everything behind the scenes quickly. But after I, I kind of sold it and it's um it's been an absolute journey but it's it's very very re rewarding I, I'm, you know i'm working with big institutions and trying to help people get a recognized qualification um without paying so it, it can only be a good thing yeah i mean online training has gone through the roof oh. um over the last 12 months and it's and mm. the unfortunate thing about it is a lot of people have had to reskill because of losing jobs and yep. stuff like that um I don't think there should be any stigma attached to that. I mean, it, that's actually a really exciting opportunity to be able to go and do what you want to do or train yourself up to be able to do what you want to do. I, th I think with the last 15, 18 months, I mean, what that's taught us is that, you know, nothing is, is, is kind of certain in terms of like, you know, work life uh, or, or work perspective. Uh, anyway, it's now is the time if you're going to do something else to try and upskill and, and, and do something else yeah. because, look, reality is that over the next few months with people coming off furlough we don't know what you know ticking time bomb is, yeah. is there so now is the time to 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 train and, and be prepared i think it's a really good opportunity right now for people to be able to actually do what they really want to do you know and i, and I know look not everybody's going to have the opportunity to do that but if you do have the opportunity to do that, I don't think there's a better time than now to say, well, okay, you know what? Reset, hit the reset button and go again. You know, so many, what really impresses me about, um, especially the mentality in this country is that we, over the last 12 months, so many micro businesses have been set up. Yeah. People have been able to find opportunities and there's so many success stories that out of a pandemic, you know, people have provided products and services that really help people and they've done really, really well off the back of that. But then again, you know, if people are pushing forward and setting up their own businesses and doing what they want, the challenge, there's challenges that will come with that and hopefully we're able to address those challenges and be able to offer support, um, you know, through, through, the, through their journey. You know if, I mean? if you think that there's with those micro businesses that these are people that are going to be working on their own yeah um probably at home um and going to be facing similar challenges that you know i faced in, in my life of of being 
uh, self-motivated, be, becoming a self-starter and, and basically working through solutions more than likely on your own and, and having only maybe family members to bounce off or yeah. friends to bounce off that don't necessarily understand the entrepreneurial journey or the business journey. So now's you know, probably the best time to at least seek that help, seek that advice, seek a resource to help you through that journey. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, John, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you for having me. It's been brilliant. I think we've covered quite quite a lot of topics in and around revenue generation and, and, and the mindset to yeah. have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just to kind of conclude, preparation is key. Assessing where your situation is and where you're at. Um, you know, being able to seek help and not being not being afraid and letting ego come in the way yep. to 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 seek help. Um, and, and I think again, you know, the, one of the most important factors is you're not on your own. Everybody's going to be going through these challenges. We can't all have an upward trajectory in our businesses. It's not going to happen. No. You know, even if you have 12, 18 months at the beginning of your business where it's like bang, 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 you're going to plateau or you're going to take a dip. You know, and I think, you know, being able to have these conversations and talk about, you know, the, the issues that we've been through personally, I hope it just resonates with people to say, okay, you know what, there is a way out of it. It's not all doom and gloom if you are in those dips. And if you are in a high, just take a second and enjoy it, you know? Just take a second and enjoy it. Yeah, that's it. Another one to add on to what you said is, is, is be present. Yeah. Be, be, be yeah. present in whatever it is that you are doing. Be present in the fact that you're not actually that successful at the moment, but you're not unsuccessful in every part of your life. Absolutely. So if you're not doing so well in business that time, you might be being the best father then at, yeah. at that moment, or the best yeah. mother, you know, or the best brother, sister, what, what, whatever it is, may, it, it may be. So if that's any, anything you can take from that, guys. So again, guys, this has been the Leading Minds podcast, episode two. Again, a big thank you for John coming on the show. We hope you guys enjoy it, and we hope you guys are looking forward to the next episode.